know, it is our job to show up and show out and put on our big girl pants and do the work, right? We are not victims to our life. We are victors in our life. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 188 of Yes And. Y'all, I have been so excited to tell you about this. Advocare's latest drop, a product called Harmony. And I could not be more excited about it because it is GMO-free, plant-sourced, gluten-dairy, soy-free, sweetened with stevia. It's basically gold. And it is on a mission to make your belly happy and healthy because it is a powdered kombucha that has 1 billion CFUs of probiotics, prebiotics, and postbiotics for healthy digestion and intestinal function. And give me all the things that support happy, healthy gut function because my tummy's always a mess. So I love a good kombucha moment. And this GMO-free product from Advocare is now on my speed rail. So you guys, you got to go check it out. Click the link in the show notes to um, go shopping, get discounts. You can always use Hala at checkout for discounts and to support this podcast when you shop. And did you know that if you ever want to try Advocare before you buy Advocare, you can always get some free product shipped right to your doorstep. Free product simply for leaving a five-star review of this podcast. So jump on into iTunes, uh, leave a review, screenshot it, email it to me at hello at judyholler.com and I'm going to send you some free stuff. Anyway, Harmony, it is hot off the presses, fresh on the market, and I could not be more excited about it. Go check it out. What's up? What's up, fam? Oh, it's so good to be back here with you. I love Wednesdays. I love Wednesdays. I love being on the mic with you. I love the mic. I love you. I love the energy you bring to this podcast because I see you, all the DMs, all the messages, all the reviews, all the love. Yo, this show is for you, baby. So every time I hear from you, every time I see you share it, it just it just means so much to me. And, you know, today, speaking of voices, I love hearing your voice. And obviously you're here with me each Wednesday because you like hearing my voice. But I think so many times we feel a little lost and we feel like we can't find our voice or like, what is our voice? Or like, what is my thing? What is my passion, my purpose, my my voice, right? That unique, original swagger, right? Um, So we're going to talk about that today. And, you know, I think we have to begin with spoken word, poetry. And, you know, I have been studying writing and performing spoken word poetry lately. And as I go to these poetry slams um, in and around town and even exploring slams outside of the state of Arizona, I'm beginning to learn Uh, about all the rituals that make up this dope as hell sort of subculture, this like poetry slam subculture. And one of them, and my, my favorite really has been this concept of new shit. That's right. New shit. So here's how it goes down. When a poet goes up to slam at a poetry slam and perform an an original piece of work, um, specifically if they are performing slash testing out something new before they spit, they say new shit to let the room know they are in the lab on some new shit. To which the audience, we respond with another enthusiastic new shit to let the poet know we're with the 
Damn. And yo, when the poet says new shit, it's not a basic new shit. It's not a meek new shit. It's not a low vibe new shit. It is a full body yes new shit. It is a loud and proud new shit. It is a high vibe new shit. It is a brave AF new shit. The first time I saw this play out in real life, yo, I felt so empowered um, that A, there was literally zero embarrassment about doing something new, which I love. And B, that the entire room of strangers was just as hype about it for the poet who was about to do new shit, right? So it felt a lot like when I first saw it play out on stage, it felt, it brought me right back to improv. It felt a lot like the halls of Second City and the improv rooms that I spent years in. And even though the poet was up there alone, they still had an ensemble, right? A whole room of strangers, poets, artists, and humans in it with them. So much courage, so much support, so much love. And it's just really dope as hell. All that to say, I am exploring a lot of my own new shit (laughs) these days as I evolve my artistry. By the way, it's just so fun to say new shit. I like truly wherever you are right now, pause this and just like scream out loud in your car, new shit. It is so fun. I mean, just imagine declaring that before you go do anything new in the world, being so proud about that. Like it is a whole vibe for me. I can't even tell you. So I am exploring a lot of my own new shit these days, evolving my artistry, even performing my own original lyrics and new shit on Instagram. Go to my Instagram and take a spin around. If you haven't been there lately, I am starting things called booty buildups to give you these um, weekly buildups. That's been a part of my life for so long. More on that later. I'm starting to perform original pieces of spoken word and test things out. I'm doing it in my stories. I'm doing it on my grid. So just if you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, go hang out with me on Instagram. Okay. But if you haven't spun around my timeline in a minute, go take a look, right? I'm even using breath work, um, which has been insane. We are about to have my breath work healer on the show next week. We've got to talk about that that whole experience. Um, I'm using Bazi Chinese astrology. I am scheduling time and taking trips to go find cool new inspiration to catch things from the outside and bring them into my business. And I am making new investments. We've just talked about dope inspo last week, like finding cool inspiration, catching things from the outside. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go take a listen. And and the week before that, you know, we talked about like risks versus investments and I'm making new investments in the way my team looks, um, which is, is taking me and my artistry to a whole new level. And now from a poetry perspective, what's been really eye-opening for me is that for the last decade, I've been like fully focused on my improv training and education, sharing those ideas in my own way on stages around the world. And it's been epic. I mean, improv changed my life and I wouldn't be here right now without it. Because the most important thing improv did for me, the biggest gift it gave me was that it made me brave as fuck. (laughs) Because I got really comfortable 
being uncomfortable. Okay, y'all, speaking of finding your voice, what do a DJ, a master soul cycle instructor, a former CMO at Harley Davidson, a VP of sales at the Boston Red Sox, a stylist at Anthropology, and a top coach at Beachbody all have in common? Well, baby, they are all speaker schoolers. They are in speaker school right now. They're about to be speaker school alum, and they are a certified vibe. Um, you guys, what we're doing in speaker school is the real deal. It is as non poser nation as it gets. And yo, you can be next because we are going back on tour this fall. That means we're going to open up registration for speaker school one more time this year. And the doors will open in September, right in time to pour rocket fuel on your 2024. And if you're not sure what speaker school is, maybe you're new here. Well, it is my online course that teaches you the business of keynote speaking. So whether you want to speak full time like me or use speaking on stage to grow your existing business, and or brand, yo, speaker school is for you for life. I am teaching you everything I know. I'm like opening up the playbook on my entire speaking business and sharing everything I've done to grow and scale my seven-figure keynote speaking business from the ground floor up over the last 10 years. You're going to get 50 plus gorgeous printable worksheets. You're going to get a suite of legal documents drafted by top attorneys. You're going to get video access to my keynotes with step-by-step performance instruction. You're going to get six live calls, six months of live calls with myself and top keynote speakers. Guys, I do no one-on-one coaching. So this is your chance to work one-on-one with me. It is such a vibe. These calls are my favorite part of the whole speaker school experience. And then one of you is going to get a chance to come along with me on a keynote for a true backstage experience and yo, so much more. So click the link in the show notes or simply go to judyholler.com. That's J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com forward slash speaker school. To learn more, get yourself on the wait list and catch that vibe. I hope to see you in class. Holla. Okay, back to the show. So I will always stand with improv because it got me ready for the big leagues the big stage, the arenas in life, the arena changing ideas, the culture shifting conversations that I want to lean into. But I wouldn't be there without really having the courage to get uncomfortable, right? And improv taught me about all of that. Yet poetry and the whole poetry community, specifically the spoken word slam community is a whole different vibe because in improv or really truly in any sort of acting discipline, you are doing just that. You're acting. You're playing a character, a role, right? You're, you're making up scenes and dialogue and creating something out of nothing in order to advance the scene on stage, your improvised character being a big part of it. Poetry, complete opposite. It's you and a mic no characters to hide behind, no props, no music, no ensemble. It's you and a mic. Talk about vulnerability. Talk about realness. Talk about really getting to know someone. You know, at the Poetry Slam I go to regularly, they actually sell a t-shirt that says, poetry is cheaper than therapy. And now I know why. 
in these rooms, those slam rooms, right? On those stages, behind those microphones are the realest, rawest looks into someone's life, what they are dealing with, moving through, seeing and being in this world. I mean, it's big shit. You get on a poetry slam mic, babe, and there's there's no hiding. It's you and the mic in your words. And, and personally, I'm starting to write poems about my life in ways I've never publicly talked about or discussed before because I never knew how. And now I have a way to do it. Now, now I'm using poetry to write about my mom, my anxiety, my fears, my failures, my hopes, my dreams. And it's all terrifyingly exhilarating, right? And I feel like for the first time in a really, 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 really long time, I'm in the right room doing the right shit, being who I was born to be because I'm doing what I feel I was born to do. (laughs) So there's that. And I've written a couple of things lately, some new shit. And I wanted to share a few of those lyrics here with you, a little sneak peek, if you will, but also give you a sneak peek into who I'm becoming. And I want to share with you a little beat I'm calling Easy Like E. And it's really a story about control. Here we go. Oh, and of course, new shit. See, what I'm learning from all my mistakes, failures, and major outtakes is that they all point back to control. Me trying to micromanage a moment. Then when I look back at my major gains, they all happened in full-blown flow. Me operating to the rhythm of my own life, beating to my own drum, doing what felt right instead of what felt comfortable, caring about my own opinion more than the opinion of others, finally becoming my own mother, respecting my shit instead of expecting shit. (laughs) So I guess the moral of this story is that it's really a story about control. Maybe Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, (laughs) had it right all along. It's a story about control, letting go of it, taking your foot off the gas pedal, and letting life be easy like Sunday, easy like the breeze, easy like E. So that's like the ending. Um, that's a way I'm ending a, a, a poem, a, a beat I'm writing uh, called Easy Like E. Really trying to articulate what life has been like for me uh, living inside the pressure cooker that is fear and control and worry and anxiety and trying to micromanage every moment and, and having unmet expectations. So uh, you get all of this disappointment and all of this, this stress. And, you know, I'm processing that through my words. And it's so funny when I was writing it, I'm like, God, you know, what if I could just let it be easy, you know, easy, like Sunday, you know, easy, like the breeze, easy, like E baby. And then, you know, that line where, you know, maybe Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, had it right all along that this is really a story about control. And maybe that's the case for a lot of us. Maybe that's the case for you too, right? This notion that, you know, I don't know, what if we could let it be easy? And maybe, maybe, maybe the secret has always been to slow down, to speed up, to let go, to let it in, 
right? To flow more than force. And I'm finding that taking my foot off the gas pedal is actually when all the magic has happened in my life. Like literally every cool thing I have done (laughs) from starting a business to getting married, to moving across the country, to um, spoken word, to improv, to like all of it. My first job in the hospitality industry, like every cool thing that has sort of happened in my life, new friends I've made, all of it. It has never been anything, all the real good magical stuff has never been anything that has been micromanaged. It has come out of flow and surrendering to a a moment and a process and something bigger at me and just being in my life. And so I'm like, let's go do more of that. So that's why I wrote Easy Like E. There's another one I wrote um, called My Grandmother's Dream. And um, here's a little, here's a little clip from that one. You know, I had been going through, um, well, let me explain it on the back end. So this one's called My Grandmother's Dream. I'll just spit it and then I'll kind of explain it to you um, and why I wrote it. I was born with it. Holler. So you know this means I'm a baller, shot caller, tall talker, but mostly I'm a serious stalker of brave moves, new views, sequin suits, and big dreams on my way to being seen finally officially for who I was born to be. So as I fan this flame, I can't help but being because I know I am my grandmother's dream. Facing my fears, feeling finally free. I know the path she paved is how all this came to be with a symphony of sisters right beside her. A world was created where we could become the designers. Now the architect of our own dreams, we can build the future, pave the path, paint the picture that we want because we can thanks to what they did. I was born to holler words, my machete, the microphone, my weapon of choice, honoring my grandmother's dream every day, no longer hiding my voice. New shit. (laughs) So there's, there's another one. Um, and I wrote that one morning when I was like feeling real sorry for myself. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling sorry for myself. I was having a minute and it's okay. We got to move through that. Sometimes out of the pain, right, comes the power. Sometimes we need the breakdown to break through. This happens to me all the time, right? But I, I was having a moment. I was feeling sorry for myself. And, you know, I just needed to sit down and remind myself of my power. But most importantly, I think of my grandma, Grammy, all the time. Like, I think about, like, I'll be at a beautiful hotel. I'll be flying first class. I'll be jumping in a black car. I'll be speaking on stages. I'm working here in my beautiful office. I'll have my laptop sitting out by the pool. And I just look at my life and all the things I've made for myself, I've cultivated for myself, I've sacrificed for, I've danced with deep discipline for to earn all of it. And I think about the freedom I have to be able to do that. And none of that would have been possible without our grandmothers, the women before us, paving the way, painting the picture. And thanks to them, we can do what we want because we can, thanks to what they did, you know? And so I'm always thinking about, damn, if my grandma could see me right now, like, oh, I am like her dream. I am what she fought for, what they fought for, what they suffered through for, right? What they rose up their voices for, certainly as women today. You know, it is our job to show up and show out and put on our big girl pants and do the work, right? We are not victims to our life. We are 
victors in our life, right? You could be a victim or a badass. You can't be both, right? And so I'm always thinking about honoring my legacy, my grandmother's dream, and all the women that walked alongside of her, right? Um, And your grandmothers too, because we are a product of that courage and that, and that bravery and that that dope as hell, persistent. So I really wanted to sit down and write something that spoke to that. So those are some of the words I, I came up with there. But I guess I just decided to, to share all of this with you today to let you know that <laughs> change is okay. Transformation is totally normal. And you are allowed to do new shit. <laughs> okay. So I wonder what is something you've been dying to try, but you keep putting off what excuses are currently getting in the way of your dopest dreams and how can you take one brave step forward today, tomorrow, this week to crack open a new door and peek the fuck in. You are allowed to do new shit. And when you do, you'll remind everyone around you watching you that they can too. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week, baby. Hello.